0: The Moon Lantern Keeper This is the tale of the Moon Lantern Keeper. Now the Moon Lantern Keeper was a very important job. Each evening, as the sun began to dip from its high perch in the sky, the Moon Lantern Keeper takes up his long curved hook and carefully hangs the moon high in the evening sky. Donning his hat and long coat, He would head to the special cupboard in the Room of Beams. There lays on a great oak desk a very special book. Here the Moon Lantern Keeper keeps a log of the phases of the moon, and where in the sky he last hung the great shining disc. It has been the job of the Moon Lantern Keeper to hang each night's moon for more time than you or I can remember without the silvery light of the moon lantern, many nocturnal beasts would find it hard to hunt and go about their nighttime business. On this particular night, the keeper of the moon lantern entered the room of beams, crossed to the great old book on the magnificent desk, peered down at the last entry on the open page. "'checked the charts on the study wall "'and took up the quill. "'With a flick of the tip "'he dipped it into the inkwell "'and made the the evening's entry. "'A quarter moon of the waxing variety "'will give just enough beam "'to light the spring hare's journey,' "'wrote the moon lantern keeper. "'Laying the quill down, "'he rose from the ancient chair with a creak, turned towards the moon lantern cupboard and took out the big brass key from his pocket. He stopped, paused, then scratched his head. The door to the cupboard was ajar, just a crack, definitely not closed and locked tight. With a trembling hand, He scratched his chin, trying to remember if he had locked the cabinet that very morning. He must have. He had recorded when the moon lantern had been safely stowed away. The Moon Lantern Keeper Part two. The Spring Hare. The Spring Hare gazed up at the late evening sky, then looked about at the long grass. The thick hedgerow tightly knit behind. Several pairs of expectant eyes peered out from the burrow, waiting for the signal. Scratch of the ear with a hind leg. The Spring Hare lolloped forward a few bounds. "'sniffed the warm air scenting the first chill of nightfall. "'Something was wrong. "'It was darker than it should be tonight. "'Something was missing. "'Turning back to the burrow, "'the spring hare nuzzled the waiting noses. "'Eyes filled with a longing for adventure, "'blinked looking back. "'The spring hare showed with narrowed eyes and a gentle shove of the head that signalled each little one should return to the safety of the burrow. Tonight the journey would have to be done alone. It would be too dangerous with a group. The risk of becoming separated and lost was too great. A dark night was the domain of the Sharptooth and the Silent Wing. They would be in their element, all the more reason to go alone. The little ones retreated to the safe depths of the burrow, followed by the spring hare. A knowing nudge of the whiskers between parents was all that was needed to say goodbye and take care. The spring hare emerged from the burrow into the darkening evening, Another tentative sniff. Then carefully lolloping along the known paths of the hedgerow, the spring hare made its way, setting out on the special journey that generation after generation of spring hare has taken. The well-beaten tracks of the hedgerow began to soften, as the spring hare reached the edge of the dark wood. Darker than usual. More... Menacing. Going to ground, the spring hare nestled low into the low, long grass in the shadow of the hedgerow, peering in the gloom of the woodline, listening with attentive ears, twisting and following each rustle of leaves, each gentle ripple of the air, each gust of breeze telling a tale. The dark trees seemed at peace, safe even. A moment later, the spring hare began to make its way into the dark depths, knowing danger lay behind each trunk or within the branches above. Keeper part 3 the sly fox the sly fox gazed up at the late evening sky what an unexpected gift it was darker than expected and so all the better for a late evening hunt small animals would be venturing out for a final forage before the yellow disc's light finally faded from the sky Normally, the silver-white disc rose to light their supper-time wanderings, but tonight there was no sign of it. All the better for filling my hungry tummy, thought the Sly Fox. With a swish of the furry bush tail, the Sly Fox slunk away into the shadows, leaving the warm safety of the den. With the growing little sharp tooth to feed, the sly fox knew it was important to return with a full mouth of prey. With this pressing on the sly fox's mind, the shadows of the wood became more inviting. Padding softly through the long tall grass, the sly fox made its way to the river bank, stopping short to lay hidden amongst the golden locks of grass. To look out along the water's edge, hopeful for dinner to be distracted as it drank deeply. Dinner was obviously reluctant to be served so easily, as the river bank was deserted. In frustration, the sly fox raised its gaze across the rippling waters. The far bank lay tantalizingly close, close enough to swim on this darkening spring evening. The shadowy wood lay beyond the far shore, its dark depths filled with promise. The sly fox's gaze dropped back onto the spring rippling water's surface. The current moved quickly. Fear caused the sly fox to hesitate. Swimming was not a favourite thing to do, The gentle pangs of hunger setting in reminded the sly fox of why tonight's hunt was so important. Hungry little mouths waited eagerly for their supper back in the safety of the den. With this thought driving them to move forward, the sly fox rose, stretched stiffening legs and slunk down the grass-covered bank to the water's edge. It was much noisier close up, alive almost, gurgling, churning, hiding what lay below, its moving surface. Tentatively, the sly fox eased one paw, then another, into the cool water. There was no turning back now. With a push and a little leap, the sly fox plunged into the waters.